Ellen today under the spotlight is a really extraordinary woman. We're very excited to introduce you to her and you'll feel the value of what she's learned through her experience, but you'll feel the love even more. And I'll tell you more about that and you'll see in just a moment. Claire Holbrook is my guest under the spotlight and she has more than 25 years of experience in the direct selling industry. She is multilingual and a creative marketing leader who leverages hands-on experience in diverse global markets to create integrated marketing and sales strategies globally. She's won this award, the Stevie Award, which by the way, just so you know, 12,000 entries for the Stevie Award from more than 70 nations. And she won not only this year, but in previous years for multiple categories. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give a warm welcome filled with love to my guest, Claire Holfrick. Good morning. Hello, Claire. Hello. Good morning. Happy Thursday. I'm so honored that you're spending time with us from your beautiful office. I love your office. It looks amazing. Oh, yes. I, I get the pleasure and privilege to work from my home office, which I love. Um, just a great place to be creative and very blessed. That's important, though, isn't it, to have that environment to, to feel, you know, the, the creativity and kind of let the juices flow. Is the Stevie Award in your office? And if it is, may we see it, please? <laughs> yes, you may. I actually um, got on the ladder and got it down from up there this morning because I couldn't remember the category. But yes, here you go. <gasps> it's beautiful. Wow. On a global scale with all these entries, what's it feel like receiving that award? Oh, I'm very honored. And even just the name Stevie comes from the word crowned in Greek. Um, I just love that it's a global award because that's always been my focus since I can remember. Um, and, you know, to receive the award, you have to be nominated. So even when I was uh, nominated and hadn't received it yet, you know, before they determined the, because they tell you who the finalists are and then they do the actual award ceremony. This time it was in Las Vegas. Um, I was just so flattered and blessed and, and felt extremely happy just to be nominated. So, right. Yes. That's a big deal just to be nominated. But you had years and this is specifically for the industry of direct, uh, direct sales or is it other? It's other as well. Other industries as well. Wow. And I remember uh, the first time I won it, I, I was next to someone from Singapore who works um, a high up female executive at FedEx. So yes, it's just, it's our industry plus many other industries around the world. That's incredible. How is you being, you're multilingual, by the way, how many languages do you actually speak? We're curious. Five. Five, five different languages. How has that played into this role of your love for global business? Oh, um, it's played a massive role. So if I think of when I was 12, we went on our first family holiday to France, which you know how it, Europe's so close, all the different countries. I grew up in England. And just being there with the family, I was just fascinated by this language. So immediately... Um, connected to an exchange student in the very next year, spent a month in the French Alps with her and her family, all French, just immersed in French and hiking in the Alps, you know, Lake Geneva, lovely. And then I took on another language at school, German, also found an exchange, you know, a pen friend. Um, her granny, random fact, happened to own the largest uh, disco in Germany that was called Pink Palace and just popped over there whenever I could for the next few years. 
And then our the way our um, school system works in England, the last two years, you literally choose three like three subjects and you specialize in those for two years. And mine were mathematics and French and German. And then I opted to go to a university in Germany, which was a partnership of business schools from four different countries, um, England, France, Germany, and Spain. So there were four of us who are really good friends who, and we were one from each of those countries. And I just thought that the language thing was amazing. So then um, I was thinking, well, I don't speak Spanish. So I kind of had a bet with one of my <laughs> ladies there and said, when we finished the degree, because then I had to go back to Netherlands and England. So that's where I learned Dutch along the way. Um, I am going to move to Spain and learn Spanish. And she said, no, you won't. And three years later, finished the degree, waited for my brother to get married, moved to Spain, no job, no uh, where to live, not much Spanish, um, and lived there for nine months, taught English as a foreign language. And she flew there because she was from the Canary Islands at the end of that time. And we had a whole evening where we just communicated in Spanish. And that actually became my favorite language. So I just always knew outside of the fun part and the travel part that I wanted to combine languages and business. And wherever I've worked over the almost three decades, I've found a way to do so. What was the nudge at an early age to think globally? Like how, what, what happened? Was it just sort of a, a vision or a, a, just like a purpose? You just knew that your work world yeah, was global, I, yeah? Even at age 16 or 17, I knew business languages. And, and I think from the first time I was exposed to um, that uh, holiday in Brittany in France, just I was just fascinated with different languages and the culture and the architecture and the cuisine and I just had this hunger to travel. And in your travels, I, I love the picture, especially the one of yours and your sweetheart. Uh, you've been married many years. You're such a beautiful couple and loving, a very loving family. I love when you're in that's the mountains or you're here, you're you're everywhere. Peter, I think we have a photograph of Claire and her uh, her husband, her love of many years. It, in your way of travel, is there business associated? Thanks for letting me share these pictures. I love them. And it's so you. I told Claire, everyone that's watching right now. <laughs> that's that from our wedding anniversary. So that was like the trips that we went on in that year leading up to that day specifically. Love it. I was telling Claire that your comments on just the promo have been, love Claire, I love Claire, love. It's all about love. And, and that happens to be at the core of her being is love. Can you love like that even in business? Yes. And she's a shiny example of, of just that. I, I admire this woman so very much. Today is about gleaning value in your life, about being a, a strong woman, a businesswoman. She's an award-winning businesswoman globally that speaks five different languages. So let me make sure I have this right. So it's you're originally from Bullington, England, and you live now in Texas. So are you counting Texas kind of the draw at all in that five? Or is no, it I only learned how to learn, say, two words in Texan, and it usually requires a glass of wine for me to repeat them. But no, I'm not counting that one. <laughs> oh, my God, I love Texas so much. So uh, you speak Spanish, French, Dutch, German, and, and English. I love this. It's beautiful. As a CMO of uh, Happy Co. And, you know, we are, you know, we're, we're, we're out there, we're everywhere, but you do something special, uh, not only for all of us in the company, but you show us how to have friendships in this space. 
And I think about Claire on a global scale, how many friends she actually must have. Can you give us business women some tips on how to maintain these friendships, whether they're in our you know, backyard neighbors or across the pond, so to speak? Well, I think philosophically, let's start there. That you know, we're all in this together. Sometimes I think people tend to be that I'm with this company, I'm with this company. But to me, we're one big industry that I absolutely love. Right? It's 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 a positive industry. Helps grow people, lift people up, and um, I never burn bridges. And there are people I'm in touch with who I work with in Utah. Just naming somewhere from 20 years ago that I'm still in touch with today. Facebook is obviously a very easy way to stay connected with them. Um, and and a lot of them still do. I go to, to their pages because I love the positive um, little messages or nuggets that they post and comment and heart love. You said love. Of course, I love them. Um, and copy and, you know, share them with other people to bring a little bit of joy into someone's day. I, I sent one to my daughter-in-law yesterday because we've recently been talking about um, just finding little moments in the day and being happy and being very intentional about that. And she was telling me how she's felt a lot happier since we had that chat over the holidays in the month of January. Um, but just commenting, engaging, staying in touch with people. Whenever we do, of course, I still have family in England. So what if we go over to Europe, I make sure we connect and go out to dinner with people. And um, sometimes just a quick FaceTime, but I'm very intentional about keeping connected to people or sending a just because text message, just all those different ways, really. And, and it's and it's very real and in your heart. Do you travel back uh, home much, your original home and to England? I noticed you went to a, a wedding. I'm not sure how long ago it is, but one of my favorite all-time photographs is you with, I believe it's a niece. Um, I love this picture so very much. We're going to bring this up to share with everyone. There it is in the hallway. There's something just spectacular about this. Oh, this is <laughs> so I actually thought you were going to show another, another photo of myself with three little girls dancing and I didn't have enough hands. We so, have that. um, <laughs> that's the one. Yes. Okay. So that is my niece on the bottom left. And this, this is probably my most favorite wedding ever outside of my own, because it was the first time that my England and family from America came together. And this, uh, picture shows that so the bottom left little pink cardigan that's my niece her name is Georgia um, and she is my little brother's daughter love her and two years older that's Ella and Zoe so they sweet. are twins so when I, I met my other half he had well 29 years ago he had two young boys and today they're obviously older. The oldest is an emergency room doctor and those are his twin daughters and they call me Gaga, G-A-G-A. -A. So, <laughs> so yes, it Gaga. was Gaga and Auntie Claire dancing with three of them right there I at love my it. nephew's wedding. <laughs> do, you, do you live more planful and taking a trip to go back home to see the family or there's a wedding coming or an event, there's a convention or how much of that is 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 planned because they are special events and how much of your life with all this travel and global uh really it's part of your dna this global dna is spontaneous just curious so 
from a traveling perspective, I always had a goal to travel to a country for every year old I was. So I'm up to, I'm a tiny bit behind, but it was a lofty goal. So I'm at 47 countries. Um, when I go to Europe, it's very much based on something planned. For example, I knew 14 months before the next trip to Europe that I wanted to go there because it's a big event for my sister's 60th birthday. Um, obviously, if there's a wedding in England, we love to plan way ahead. So that makes it much easier for me. And then if there isn't a special event per se, I'll always go so I can see my father, uh, who's now 84 in England. So I try to go once a year. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Your accent, um, the very first time I heard you speak, and um, I actually have a picture of you up on stage. Um, it was your accent that drew me in, your confidence, but your heart, like your love of people shows up in everything you do. This was from our Happy Co. Uh, last convention with the boys. You're hanging out with, with the boys. I don't know how you, you deal with all of them, but I have five brothers, so I have somewhat of an idea. <laughs> um, how, just if you wouldn't mind taking a, a moment to help the women that are growing a business in any arena right now, how do you maintain your, your confidence? Is that in, in your strength or have you worked on some skills along the way? You seem very authentic and in your skin all the time. You're always clear and everyone loves you. You, you seem to not have to work on anything, right? Uh, <laughs> well, I definitely work on being happy. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, you, I think you just hit the nail on the head. You said um, authentic, which reminds me of my number one mantra is be yourself. I think, um, you know, in my younger years, I always felt the need to be someone else, be like someone else, you know, society dictates, um, play a certain role. And I think I found, well, I don't think I know, when I, I found my confidence and strength when I just made a very intentional decision to be myself, be me. I know who I am, um, just be myself, and, you know, I think I, I always look at you when we're at conventions and sometimes I'll say, I have a different kind of special sense of humor. So even if it's not funny, I love to crack myself up. Just give me a courtesy laugh. You know, that's just a <laughs> random example of being myself. Awesome. Um, I think another one would be trust in yourself. Sometimes you have to have that blind faith and, and faith can be religious, it can be just a certain belief that you have in yourself. I think that's really important and to, you know, along those lines to embrace personal growth and just be willing to put yourself out there and possibly make a fool of yourself or just, um, you know, and everyone's human. You can, I was recently given a huge challenge, a good challenge. And when I first heard it, I was so intimidated. And, you know, you, you have that little voice in your head. Can I do this? Can I do this? And then after a good night's sleep and a run, I was like, just embrace it. You're going to learn something and this is going to be amazing. And eight weeks later, I was just so delighted that I just trusted in myself and just, 
you don't always have the answers up front. And that's okay. It's a process. It's a journey. And then I think the third and probably most important thing is to identify your purpose and just know your why. Identify your purpose and know your why. That is... That's at the core of all of it, right? And we, and we want to know our purpose. We keep you know, yes. looking here, looking there. It's almost a, a quiet time to find yes. your purpose, make a list, dig it. What is it you like to do? What are you trying to accomplish? You know, what is what is the goal? So now that you you have a position with Happy Co, CMO, our marketing officer, we are thrilled at everything that you're doing for us. It's just extraordinary how we look and how we're growing and the strength and the happiness and how we care for our customers. I mean, just everything. Do you have some uh, visions for your, yourself either with the company or just, you know, for your personal that you'd be willing to share with us? What's the future hold, so to speak? For yeah. So um, as we kicked off this year with our NICO New Year's kickoff uh, virtual conference, you know, we talked a lot about branding, about brand clarity, brand positioning, um, our messaging, how people hear words, how they feel when they see a certain image. And I just really want to take that and explore it. Um, I'm currently working on a new customer acquisition tool and just can't wait for it to be ready. And um, just continue to, we've talked about simplifying and streamlining um, continue to just take that work. I feel like I'm just at the beginning of it and just find different ways and different areas and different facets of the business to implement that in. How do you run that through a filter as a businesswoman who's very high level? I mean, you, you're a lead in a category of winning not only awards, but breaking business globally, multiple communications. How do you filter that? Just a curious question, uh, keeping something simple, because I agree with you. I mean, as, as a, a businesswoman, mom, you know, our lives are busy, we need simple. What is it that helps you think like that? Like, oh, this will really work because this is duplicatable or super simple, or I could do this in the cracks of my days. Is there a? a so way I'm really, I'm really big on incubating, and I um, love, like, I think some of my best thinking comes from mostly uh, on a run, occasionally in the shower, <laughs> but just like moments when you're you're just doing something else, and then it kind of comes to you. Um, and I think, uh, in terms of the way of managing, managing the day, um, I'm very much a list person. My life is a series of lists. I love to be color coded. Um, if, if the list won't fit on one page on a pad, it's not going on today's list. And then the other thing I do is ruthless prioritization, because I think so many people try and do so many things and perhaps end up doing them all mediocrely, if that's a word, or you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I'm a big believer in lists and ruthless prioritization and um, incubating. Wow. That that right there just was a, was a mind shift for a lot of us. The word incubating, just, you know, letting it cook, warming it up, making sure it's a good idea to move forward. I love the way you think. Uh, and how you, you share uh, what you think. And something that you do that I just love, and I know we only have another minute or so with you, is you incubate and take the time and prioritize and then bring it when it is best to, to share. And that piece right there, it's, it is the icing on the cake. It's the heart. 
I mean, you bring us with heart something good. And that's how I see you. And I, and I, I want you to feel honored today. You're, you're received with such love on stage with all the boys, on stage with the big team, here in our, our homes. I think it's just uh, extraordinary. You are an example of, of love in everything you do. And I thank you for that. Oh, you're giving me goose pimples. I really appreciate your words. Thank you so much. Such an you're honor. You're welcome. So congratulations to you on, these, on the Stevie Award this year as well as in the past. I think that's just extraordinary. Um, and hopefully we get to hear more uh, from you, Claire, and from your beautiful office. Do you, do you spend most of your time in that room? I, I would love to just kind of hang out there. Is that where most of your day is right there? It is. It is. Definitely. Um, when the boys are in town at our Dallas office, I always am intentional about going and spending a day or two with them. But the rest of the time, this is where I work from. And is, I love it. It is beautiful. And lastly, uh, we have some, some curiosity uh, questions. Favorite country to visit and favorite food based on the country you're visiting? Where are we going? Tricky. I have to give you two favorite countries, honestly. Okay. I can't narrow it down to one. Well, actually three. Of course, I love England because that's going home and I'm one of four siblings and I've got a big family. So that's always magical, pure happiness, raucous laughter. Usually my sides hurt from laughing so much when I'm with my siblings. Um, favorite adventure country would be um, Thailand because we did mahout training with the elephants and I am the person who doesn't make eye contact with pigeons so for me to like jump up a trunk of an elephant and I went from ah! like with the guide leading me the first time I got on shaking to at the end I like did this whole training so I was very proud of myself <laughs> for getting over the fear of that one and then the most majestic place I've ever been to is Machu Picchu in Peru. Just, I, I knew what Machu Picchu looked like, but had no idea it would be surrounded by majestic mountains. Just gorgeous. Oh, that's, a, I need a new vision board. <laughs> <laughs> new places to go. See, even right in this very moment, you are an inspiration. Thank you, Claire Holbrook. Congratulations on everything in your life. and. Thank you for inspiring all of us today. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thanks for taking time with us under the spotlight. You certainly deserve a, a big, beautiful spotlight uh, for all you've done for so many of us. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to our very special guest today. How amazing to hear from someone who's won such a prestigious award in business and all of us who are you know, reaching out and trying to be the best we can be. That's why we do these under the spotlight so that you and I gain visions and excitement and tips and inspiration from people who've been there, people who are living it. So I hope you've enjoyed today. To find out who's next on Under the Spotlight in advance on our VIP list, go to carmelasterling.com. Uh, just put in your info so we can connect with you. Uh, also uh, loading all of our very special uh, guests under the spotlight on our YouTube channel. So if you will subscribe, and I'd love to hear from you and tell us what it was about today that really rang true for you or that inspired you today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time right here under the spotlight.